This is Money Guide with Mary Stirk from Stirk Financial Services. Now, here's Mary Stirk. Welcome to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. And today we're going to be talking about surprising retirement expenses that you might not know about. You know, there are some pitfalls in retirement that people run into that happen more frequently than you'd think. And we're going to talk about a few of them so that you're not caught unawares. Now, with me today, I have Julie Chadwick. Welcome, Julie. Thanks, Mary. Julie is a financial planner with us at Stirk Financial. And we're going to talk a little bit about some of these surprising expenses. Now, I would say that there's a few things about retirement that are probably the most confusing. And I would say that the top two most confusing things are probably Social Security and Medicare. Absolutely. That's <laughs> that's the most the thing that draws the most questions. Yeah. And, and we have a lot of seminars. And I think that at those seminars, the Medicare segments that we do and the Social Security segments are the ones that I see people scratching their heads. <laughs> <laughs> and writing down questions to ask the most things that they didn't know that uh, we bring to attention. So that's what's important. Yeah. So here's the skinny on the unexpected costs of Medicare. We have done a number of shows where we've explained how Medicare works. And if you want to go back and listen to them, you can find them on our website at sterkfinancialservices.com under the listen tab and all of the past shows that we've done are out there, or you can find them on the iTunes channel that we have. But Here's the thing, is that the unexpected parts of those we haven't dived so deeply into. So let's do that today. Did you know that if you have saved well for retirement and you have significant income streams during retirement, you are going to be one of the people that has this extra little surprise on your Medicare Part B and your Medicare Part D premium? It's kind of shocking, actually. It is, and it's really not fair because you've done a good job <laughs> throughout your life. You've, uh, you know, you were a successful investor. You planned good for your retirement. Now you're going to get that Medicare that you thought was so great and thought, all right, you know, I don't have to have my health insurance anymore. It's right. going to take care of it. Well, nothing's for free. There you go. <laughs> and Medicare is now tiered to people who make more money. So let me give you an example of what I'm talking about here. I'm going to use 2017 numbers because not all the 2018 numbers are out there yet. But in 2017, the average cost for Medicare Part B, which is the part that you pay for to the federal government, was $134 per person. Okay, so you and your spouse would each be paying $134 roughly. Now, Medicare Part B premium generally indexes up a little bit every year. So that's what it was last year. And if you were single and you had an income, a total modified adjusted gross income of less than $85,000, then $134 was your bill. But if you were married and your income was $170,000 or less, then $134 was your bill. Standard that's, premium. That's kind of where it stopped was what people thought. It was $134. They planned for that in their budget. Yep. But... What they didn't understand was that Medicare has additional costs if you make more than that. So if you are single making more than $85,000, you have now entered into this tiering system. And if you have a, if you're married and your income is more than $170,000 joint between the two of you, you've also entered into this tiering system. So the tiering system 
graduates up, there are four additional tiers of how much your Medicare Part B and D is going to go up. And I'm not going to go into the exact numbers on them, but you certainly can call us and we can send you some information about what those are. However, the first tier, if you go right above those numbers we've been talking about, the first tier is going to add $53.50 per person monthly to your Medicare Part B, which for some people that's kind of a, you know, unexpected big number. Yeah, it can be a significant increase. Um, On the high end, the max amount can add an additional $294 to that $134 premium. Per person. Per person. (laughs) So you're going to know you hit the top if your individual income, if you're single and your income in retirement is above $214,000, or if you're married and your income is above $428,000. So then you're going to have the $134 premium plus the special extra expense of $294 a month. So now your Medicare is starting to get kind of expensive and sort of starting to rival what your regular individual health care used to be. Right. And then you have to, we move into Part D. Yeah. (laughs) So Part B is that whole um, doctor's part of it. But Part D is your drug coverage. Now, we recently were talking to somebody, and and this happens unfortunately all the time, where this person's mother didn't take any medications. So her assumption was she didn't even need to have Part D because she wasn't on any drugs. So her assumption was she didn't have to start Part D until she started taking drugs. But, Julie, that's just not correct, is it? It's not correct. Unfortunately, again, you're penalized for being successful, you know, having a healthy, wealthy retirement. And being healthy, not having a lot of prescriptions. <laughs> However, you're still going to get dinged for it. So, so what happens is if you are not taking any prescriptions, you still have to sign up. And if you don't, you get penalized. Right. And this penalty is kind of a whopper because the penalty itself for not taking your Part D when you're supposed to is something that gets a little bit bigger every month you don't take it. But Julie, how long does it last? Well, the interesting thing is, that was quite eye-opening for me, too, is that it lasts forever. (laughs) Super fun. (laughs) Whatever the penalty is assessed at, you're stuck with that penalty forever. Right. So a mistake that you make inadvertently the first few years of your retirement sticks with you for the rest of your life. So again, that's an extra added expense that a lot of people don't plan for in retirement. Right. And the prescription drug, the Part D coverage, also has this tiered system of additional costs for the Part D that people don't realize. So again, if you're 85000 or less as a single and 170000 or less as married, then whatever your plan premium is for your Part D is just what you pay. But if you start getting above that, then the first tier adds $13.30 a month, but the top tier can add up to $76.26 a month, cents a month for people who are making that top tier income of over two fourteen a year for single and four hundred twenty eight thousand dollars a year for married? So if you look at that and you kind of calculate out the numbers, the crazy thing about this is for somebody who's making a married couple above four hundred twenty eight thousand, you get dinged on both sides of this, right? So you pay your Part B plus the two hundred and ninety four extra a month for both spouses. So now you've got $600 a month of extra costs for Part B. 
And you have to do $76 a month extra for your drug. So you've got 150 roughly extra a month for your drug coverage. So yes, it's awesome that you have a great income stream, but beware of the fact that now you have $750 a month of extra costs that you probably didn't even know about. So it can be a big deal. Now, here's the thing is that this really impacts people unexpectedly when you're in a situation where one spouse has gone on the Medicare system and one spouse is still working. So we have a client who the, the spa, one spouse just retired and the other spouse is an attorney and makes several hundred thousand dollars a year. And between the pension income and the Social Security income that the retired spouse has combined with the attorney's income, then they are above this number. And all of a sudden they realize, oh my gosh, because one of us is still working, then the non-working one has hit this extra. Now, the, the, the working attorney is age 65 or above and on the Medicare system, too. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to work past age 65, this is something that you also can come into a problem with. So keep that in mind that that's a situation we see most frequently is one working spouse or somebody working beyond age 65 with a significant income that throws you right into one of these tiers. Welcome back to Money Guide with Mary Stirk, and today we're talking about surprising retirement expenses that you might not know about. Now, we just spent the whole first half of the show talking about the Medicare rules for high-income beneficiaries. That's what they call them. I call it like just a big, fat Medicare surprise that you didn't know was coming your way because you make a lot of money. Now we're going to talk about a few other things that can sometimes be unexpected when you're in your retirement years. So Julie, share with us a little bit about this gift tax issue. Well, a lot of people don't know um, that a very good strategy and a lot of people utilize is gifting money. Sure. Um, The limit actually was raised this year um, to $15,000 that you can gift. Um, It was was Mm $14,000, so it went up to $15,000. This is an annual gift amount that you can give per year. A lot of people don't know is that husband and wife can each give that. So you could each give $15,000 to children, grandchildren, whatever. You can give that away and it's not going to be taxable. So between the two of you, you can actually give $30,000 a year to any one person. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it's a great strategy and a lot of people don't know um, how to maximize that strategy. A lot of times it will help their tax situation as well. Right. But the tricky thing is, though, that if you give more than $15,000 to somebody, you actually can run into the surprising expense that we want to talk about. Right. The, there's a lifetime gift tax exclusion. So, of course, there's a caveat in there. Basically, you have a lifetime exclusion that also was just raised. It was $5.6 million in your lifetime, and now it's $11 million. The key is, is you have to keep track of that. You have to report mm-hmm. on your taxes if you go over that amount. So if you go over that $15,000 per person, that's something that's going to be reportable on your taxes. And a lot of people don't keep think of that when they're gifting that money away. Yeah, they don't keep very accurate records, and that can come back to bite you. So you either have to pay taxes on it now, or you eat your your exclusion that you would have when you pass away. So for most people, they're going to just say, well, eat through my exclusion. But you just have to be careful that that doesn't you know, contradict what you're trying to do with your overall estate planning. Right. 
All right, so another thing that people don't necessarily think about is something to do with required minimum distributions. So when you're retired and you get to the age of 70 and a half, then you have to start taking out required minimum distributions from any of your traditional IRAs or your 401k account. So anything that is considered pre-tax money that you've saved for retirement, you have this thing called a required minimum distribution. And we, for slang, we call them RMDs. So you're going to hear people talk about RMDs a lot when you get into retirement. Well, when you have to take your RMD, you end up having to take, and it depends on the person, but just say roughly for, for estimates purposes, somewhere between 4 and 5% a year is about where the percentage starts with, right? So if you had $100,000 in an RMD or in an IRA, then you'd have to take four dollars to $5,000 out, and of course that's going to be taxable. Now that might not be too big of a deal, but if you have a lot of your money in these pre-tax programs, let's say you have a million or two dollars or million or two million in an IRA, which happens quite frequently, people save all their lives in their 401k. So we see big balances in there, and then they traditionally roll them over to some type of IRA when they retire. If that IRA has a million dollars in it, now you're taking out between forty and fifty thousand dollars a year, and that's taxable income. So the taxes that are due on your required minimum distribution can be a very unexpected and unpleasant surprise when it throws you into a higher tax bracket. Right, because a lot of people don't think of that RMD or they think it's not going to be that big. They're really just planning on their income from maybe pension, yep. mm -hmm. Social Security, that type of stuff. And then this is added on top of it. And so it's a plan, you know, an unplanned expense. Yep. And so just as a completely a side note here to this, there are some things that you can do with required minimum distribution planning, especially if you're charitably oriented, that can eliminate some of the impact on your tax return. So if you want to talk to us about how do you eliminate the RMD from being such a tax burden and you want to utilize charity as a way to wind into that, then just give us a call and we can walk you through the process of how to do that and help reduce that tax burden for you. All right, another big unexpected expense that people see has to do with health issues, especially if the health issue that they have is going to require some type of long-term care need. So long-term care need can come in the form of home health care. It can come in the form of needing adult health care or adult day care. Like if you have a spouse that can't take care of you all day but drops you off somewhere to be cared for, it can come in um, an assisted living format or a nursing home or a hospice format. So we did some research to look at what the national costs were. And Julie, share with, some, share with us some of the statistics that we found about these costs. The crazy thing is, is the increases on this steadily grow each year because right. people are living longer. Mm -hmm. People are living longer and there's more need for service, for services. So again, this is national medians here. Looking at home health care, so you're able to stay at home, um, having someone come in the home maybe to check on you. Um, homemaker services in 2017 were about $4,000. A month. A month. That's yeah. a monthly expense. And it, uh, of course, de depends on the levels of service, whether it's every day, a couple times a week. But that's about the average. And that's a significant amount of money to add to your monthly expenses. $4,000 a month is something that not everybody just has the ability to add. A month doesn't sound so bad, but when you annualize that, 
<laughs> You're talking about close to fifty thousand dollars a year. That's a little bit different. It's like buying a car or buying, you know, it's a major <laughs> investment. So it is critical to plan for that ahead of time and make sure you have something in place for that. Um, some other examples, so assisted living. A lot of people um, don't need full-on care, but they go to the assisted living facilities. An average uh, national is about thirty-seven fifty a month. Okay. So the ranges are, are quite significant. So if you need full-on nursing home care in a room, if you get a semi-private room, it's about $7,100 a month. A private room is over $8,000. Yeah, and, and now it depends on where you are in the country, of course, but we're even seeing here in the Midwest where costs seem to be lower than they are in the coastal areas. We're starting to see expenses climb into that six, seven, eight thousand $8,000 a month range for the nicer places. And so now when you start talking about annualizing $8,000 a month, now you're talking almost $100,000 a year for care. And so if you don't think you can just add $100,000 a year of care to your retirement budget, then that's something that you have to think about is an unexpected expense. And the numbers now that they've grown to can really be kind of shocking for people. All right. The next thing we want to talk about that is a surprising retirement expense that you might not be thinking about has to do with household help. And this is where we see people who are in their retirement years significantly underestimate what they're going to need for household help as they age. Okay, so here's what I mean. When you retire, you might be thinking, oh, I'll have more time so I can go ahead and clean my house myself. Or your husband might be thinking, oh, I'll just go ahead and take care of, you know, the lawn mowing myself. Snow but, removal. I yeah. Like, no. <laughs> Maybe your husband doesn't like doing that snow removal now anyway. <laughs> with 14 inches of snow, that's kind of is a deterrent. Right. Exactly. So when you think about the household expenses, you have to bear in mind that the older you get, the less you're going to be able to physically do yourself. So making sure that part of your monthly budget is looking at things like cleaning help, lawn care, snow care, um, things like that, that's an extremely important part of it. And we see people forgetting this in their budgeting for retirement and underestimating that number all the time. Now, we built a great tool that everybody is welcome to reach out to our office to get a copy of. It's called the Re Strategic Retirement Toolkit. And inside that toolkit specifically, there is a budget tool that's designed for retirement. It allows you to put in what incomes you think you're going to have, and it allows you to put in the expenses that you think you're going to have. And we put a lot of time and effort into listing out all of the expenses that we think we see happen in retirement. And it's going to give you an idea of categories that you might not have thought about that oh yeah I probably am going to have some money go out there for that so it's a real eye opener and a lot of times it will help people redefine or realign their goals um, maybe they're going to work a little bit longer to be able to plan and save a little bit more to have those extra expenses covered yep all right the last thing I want to talk about that's a surprising retirement expense that you might not be thinking about is culturally we are seeing a shift. And what that shift is, is that grandparents are helping their adult children and or helping or raising their grandchildren now more than they ever have before. It's very interesting to kind of see that demographic shift happening and understanding, you know, what some of the reasons are. But the truth is that if you have to help your adult children in retirement, that might not be something you are planning on. Or if you're going to have to raise your grandchildren yourself, 
that's really not something you were planning on. So a lot of times people come and when they're getting ready to retire, is that their plan of retirement is maybe traveling, going and see kids around, you know, family, whatever. Those are things that have to be shifted and have to be adjusted because they're usually not going to say no to their family and they always want to help them. But unfortunately, that's going to make a major change in their retirement goals. Yeah, most definitely. You know, I have a little grandson and he's six years old now. Just the love of my life. He's so much fun. But when he was born, his mother got sick and she was sick for about a year and not able to take care of him. And so all of a sudden, I had a baby that I had to take care of. Like I literally had six hours notice that I was going to have to take care of him. So where parents have nine months to prepare, I had six hours to go to Target and fill up my cart with all the things I needed to do to take care of a small human. And, you know, it was kind of crazy. You buy a crib, you got to get like a baby bath or a stroller, you know, diapers, clothes, all these crazy things that I hadn't thought about as a grandparent. You know, I knew about the fun part of grandparenting, but I wasn't prepared for the caring part of it, right? I just went to a baby shower uh, last weekend and some of the gifts... Um, that the mother-to-be was receiving weren't even around when I was having my kids. (laughs) (laughs) My oldest is 21 years old, and 21 years ago, there weren't fancy vibrating chairs that would put your baby to sleep. So (laughs) things have changed, so you got to think about those things. Yeah, like they had some things at Target that were like, oh, you must have this. It's like a cover for like the, the bar that goes on a cart when you're at the grocery store. I'm like, what does that... Why is that a must-have item? You know, I had three kids, and they all sat in a cart without this cart cover, but apparently that's the must-have item now. But anyway, I digress. The point of it is, is that I had a lot of expenses of preparing to take care of my grandson, and then he lived with me for a year, and he was an infant. So all of a sudden, I needed to be paying for daycare for him to go to daycare. I had um, some help in the evenings and things like that for when I needed help with that. Diapers, formula, things like that, which was absolutely not an expense that I was prepared for or anticipated. Now, fortunately, I'm still working and didn't have any real issue with it. But if I was in a retirement state, then that exact same situation, adding quite a bit of money to the annual budget is a game changer. So if you're in a situation where you're going to end up having to take care of or choose to take care of your grandchildren who you love, that can be a very big surprising retirement expense that you might not have been thinking about. So we hope that you've listened to some great tips today about how to how to plan for some things and become aware of some things. And thanks for listening to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. The views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of your audio provider and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities or services mentioned herein. Investing is subject to risks, including loss of principal invested. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. No strategy can assure a profit nor protect against loss. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should only be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Woodbury Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Insurance offered through Sturk Financial Services, which is not affiliated with Woodbury Financial. Sturk Financial Services is located at 350 Oak Tree Lane, Suite 150, Dakota Dune, South Dakota 57049, and can be reached at 605-217-3555.